Tonight's episode of Board Chitless is sponsored by The Game Steward. The Game Steward is an online game store offering Kickstarter board games out of print and imported games at reasonable prices. It's time to play. Welcome back to another episode of Board Chitless. I'm Lecky, and this week I'm with... Tristan! And this week we've been playing Dark Souls the board game. But first, we've just got a quick update about the Hollow Nothing Productions latest release, Lifeform. Tristan, what's going on in the Kickstarter? Yep, so we're all prepped and ready. We've got a few more pieces we're waiting to come in before we launch, but we've got our launch date as next Friday, the 29th of March. Sweet. Yeah, so we're really excited about it and really excited about getting the opportunity to get Mark's game out there, you know, and and uh, there's been loads of people who've been waiting for it for years, including myself. So, um, yeah, just just buzzing for it, really. It just it's felt like it's so long coming. Um, but I think I mentioned it before, we just want to make sure that everything else is managed with our yep. other projects first. And we're literally right now in the process of submitting the files for 1066 to the printers. So once that's done, we're all in the clear to start the next project. It's uh, really, really exciting. Fantastic. Has that exciting enough yet? <laughs> I think you can say it a few more times. <laughs> it's definitely a big event. I'm really looking forward to the big launch nights. We'll see. Keep an eye on Facebook. Keep an eye on um, Kickstarter and see how it all goes. Yeah, uh, and subscribe to the game on Board Game Geek as well. We'll be copying the announcements over to there. Fantastic. This week we've been playing Dark Souls the Board Game. It's a um, epic dungeon crawler for one to four players, and it's a bit of a grind fest, just like the video game was. <laughs> <laughs> Almost came to tears once or twice. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. There's um, some really cool minis involved, and the game itself. Um, I was expecting it to be not as meaty as it actually was. I was quite surprised by how much game there was here. So it would just be like a regular sort of dice trucker kind of. Yeah. I think. You'll... I mean, there's lots of dice to be chucked in it. Oh, there's tons of dice. There's like <laughs> a lot of custom dice, though, which makes it, you know, quite nice. But yeah, I thought it'll be just some familiar minis and a couple of attacks, and then the rest of it is just like another game with everything just stapled on. But it seems like it could really hold its own. I quite like the leveling up system. It's quite nice. Everyone gets a different character, and based on strength, dexterity, intelligence, and faith, you've got a, like a little crib sheet with different tiers which represent your levels. And if you want to get one stat up to the next level, then it's two souls. Then it's four souls. Two, across two the them for the eight. Yeah, two them for the eight. Um, and you get the souls from bat- battering baddies. Yeah. yeah. But there's a very finite amount of souls that you get from each baddie. And it's based on the number of players participating in the game. Yeah. So it really makes you uh, think twice about where you're spending souls on. Yeah, it, it copies a lot of the video game quite well, actually. I mean... Uh, I've just started getting back into Dark Souls 3 after a six months hiatus. And I think that's uh, in no small part contributed to why I picked this up because <laughs> I was at Aircon and I was sat next to a marketing stand. Our stall was right next to like a, I think Firestorm Games. Yeah. And there was a copy of Dark Souls just staring at me the whole weekend. And it was one of those Kickstarters, which I thought, you know what? I've got too many one to four player cooperative dungeon crawlers. Yeah. I don't need another one. And then the whole weekend I was staring at it like, maybe I need just one more. <laughs> so I was like, it just wore away at my willpower. And the, the miniatures always look great and everything. Um, I'd heard mixed things about the gameplay. Um, but as soon as I started getting back into the video game, I was like, oh, I've, got yeah. to, I've got to give this a shot. So I picked it up, um, 
played, you know, a couple of learning games with the little one. And it all sort of came together really well. And mm-hmm. the way that they've distilled what the video game is down into the board game is really quite clever. It is, on the surface of it, it is just another dungeon crawler. You move an attack on your turn, yeah. as you do in every other one. But they've got like node-based movement instead of grids, which yeah. is quite interesting. And it, it gives a different feel to um, the the maps. You are locked into each tile is a single encounter. I thought before I got it, maybe you could you'd be running around the board, but actually yeah. once you move into an encounter, it's very much, it's almost like a miniature sort of chess game where you move yeah. around this same set, small area, but it does, it has its own little terrain tiles and things like that. Yeah, It's the ultra basic version of the game. So I, I'm already feeling the, uh, the call post, of the expansion. Yeah, I'm feeling the post Kickstarter regret where I could have got <laughs> all the extra bits and pieces, but I didn't, I just paid a fortune for the base game. Um, but it's got a lot of stuff in there. I mean, you do have only four heroes, but they all f- play and feel quite different. Yeah. And the way that you go through the treasure deck dictates how you're going to level up to, because basically you level up to be able to use treasure in this game. Yeah. And treasure is everything. You don't, um, if you increase your stats, you don't actually get like more damage. It just lets you use better gear. Um so that's quite unusual. And so what comes out of the treasure deck de- determines how you're going to sort of plan your character path. Um, it's unforgiving as hell. So <laughs> if you if you die, you lose, everything, you lose all your souls. You go straight back to the start and you have sparks. You have a number of sparks. The more players there are, the less sparks there are. And those are like lives. Yeah. So if you lose, if, if you lose an encounter, you like as soon as one of you goes down, basically you lose a spark and you reset. Um, and then you have to go through it all again. So we got as far as the boss, was it two or three times? Then? Yeah. And that, um, that's the first boss, like the mini boss. Yeah. And the in the in the full game, you're supposed to be able to kill him and then go looking for the big boss. Oh, right. Yeah. We, we, we got him down to about 11 hit points yeah, each the, time. Yeah, the wing exactly. no, we got him down to about half health and then he destroyed just... Destroyed us. Yeah, they do this. The bosses... So the boss decks are good. They remind me of Kingdom Death. Um, they've got their own AI, AI deck that dictates the behavior and it, it sort of can alternate. And they can, um, what is it? They're, I can't remember the term for it now. It's like they get angry, <laughs> like yeah. overheat. Yeah. So if you knock them down to half health, they overheat and they get a, an extra powerful ability to get shuffled into the deck. And when that comes out, you all die. <laughs> <laughs> but it's quite good. It sort of keeps the, the, the tempo and the pace up a it, little bit. It's a good sort of um, rug pull, really, because when you're playing the encounters, you get to a certain stage where you feel you don't feel comfortable but you feel like, yeah, we've got a good handle on this and we can destroy monsters, you know, a lot easier, more easily than when we started. And then you come across against the boss and you're like, you think, yeah, it's going to be a bit of a challenge, but we'll get past him. And then they just absolutely smash you to pieces. <laughs> um, they behave in completely different ways. They've got weaknesses, but they've got strengths. Sometimes they'll be a bit more proactive and they'll just come straight at you. Sometimes they're just quite reactionary. Um, and that just changing the pace of the game from the grinding of the previous encounters where you're finding your treasure and you're getting your souls and leveling up to then hitting that boss really makes it feel like you've hit something special in the level and it, it kind of it goes back to that video game sort of feeling of the game yeah which the the board games really managed to pull off um with how it feels the placement of the nodes how you move around each encounter space because it's not um you know moving off agnet or you're not moving along hexes you're just kind of like bouncing around different node areas and you can move um 
extra spaces if you pay stamina. When you're, when you're playing the game, you're trying to manage your health. Um, so you'll be taking damage and putting down red cubes in a tracker. But on the same tracker, you're also placing your black stamina cubes. And if ever the two should meet, so your stamina is going from left to right and your health's going from right to left. Yeah. If they meet in the middle, that's it. You're dead. Yeah, you've got, you're exhausted. You've 10 points and then it's all over, isn't that's it? That's it. And, and not just you. Like, you've ended it for the for the team, so you feel this horrible sense of, I've let everyone down. Yeah. They quickly fill up. Yeah, it does. And and it's that's cool as well. I like how those are on the same bar because you're taking that damage. You've got to be wary of that. Yeah. But you want to use stamina to use your special abilities. So yeah. the more stamina you spend, the more cool stuff you can do the more movement you can do and most of the treasure cards have like spend two or three or even four yeah. stamina and you can do like a power attack sort of that's thing it. so you're always wanting to do those but you always have to manage you know you has got to watch after that yeah. allowance and you, and you get two stamina back at the start of every one of your turns it goes nowhere <laughs> but, yeah. and, but it, it's so tempting because you always think you've got options and you yeah. always want to use it but then you know I think one of the most effective turns I did in the whole game um, was not using the attack and just like maneuvering into position. Yeah. And it, as tempting as it was to run in and start, start trying to deg the monsters, if you if you know that the dice odds aren't great, yeah, it's better to sort of use discretion as the better part of Valorant and maybe kite <laughs> the uh, enemies a little bit. But it, it, it does feel as well, yeah, once you've got your gear up, you can sort of go and clobber the early encounters. But the mid-level encounters... Are still quite threatening you know you can get yeah. those big archers and before you know it they're these night archers are impaling you with spears and you're taking like big chunks of damage and again like the game you know sometimes you'll you'll be on a roll you've got fifty thousand souls you've just taken out a boss and you're like i'll just peek into the next area you know and some weasley little guy with a knife comes up and hits <laughs> you twice and you're dead and you're like oh my god and uh, i think there's a there's an element of that in this you know if, if you are uh, if you aren't careful, you can get trashed by an earlier encounter. Yeah. Especially if you've had to reset after being <laughs> mullered by a boss <laughs> and making your way back through again. And all the sort of different enemy types feel quite different. We've only got about six basic enemy types um, who keep showing up in various combinations. Mm. But they're all quite interesting in how they play out and stuff. Yeah. We played two games, didn't we? We, we did, yes. So we got murdered in a four-player, like lost all our sparks. Yeah. So we reset for a three-player and got about halfway through and we were still we still had some sparks remaining but it is it is time consuming yeah so we were, yeah we had one spark left but if we'd had another go at it, it would have taken us well past midnight yeah it would have taken us like an extra hour to just move through that and that's it once you commit to the encounters it's not like it's a it's just, oh it's just another 20 minutes it's like when you go into the boss you know you're going to be spending another half hour with them and you, you might not make it through yeah unless um, you're really lucky and it kills you within the first 10 minutes <laughs> Every decision that you've got to make as a player, you really are thinking, am I using my resources wisely? So in a three-player game, you get just six souls at the end of it to put towards. So you can spend a, one soul towards uncovering a treasure yeah. or then two souls towards leveling up one tier or four tiers. So it, you it really burn does. through souls straight away. Yeah, you? You it kind doesn't of have take to, much at all. You focus on one guy, one hero to to like aim for a bit, bit of kit that they can use. Yeah that's going to help everybody. But then once you do that, the other guys are suffering by comparison because yeah. you have one person going in with a massive claymore and then the other guys are maybe sort of, oh, well, I've got a bit of, you know, a potion or something. And you don't all level up at once. You could try, but then you'd have to really pass the deck for kit, yeah. which means spending more souls again. I mean, there is choice in there, but it is tricky. And I yeah. think part of fairly 
leveling up the team is grinding and you really oh, yeah, have to, the only way to do it yeah it? so you have to really grind those early encounters and it's time consuming it's fun yeah but it is time consuming and so it is a long game unless you maybe there's an expert mode that we're not aware <laughs> of where you can sort of uh, skip through there is a campaign mode which we didn't try that i took a quick glance at it it basically pushes out the leveling even further so you get even less souls to level up but okay. then you get more missions to go through so i'd be interested to give that a try at some point but even just playing the standalone scenarios like yeah. tonight, it is a big, meaty, all-night experience. Yeah, really. it was good. Yeah. There's there's a lot there. And um, surprisingly, as well, for a dungeon crawler, the setup wasn't too bad. Like, you throw some tiles onto the table. Yeah. And then you, you need everything at hand because each encounter is managed by one card, which will tell you which monsters go there. And then you pull them out and bring out the monster cards, and that will tell you how they all react. But it didn't really take very long for us to get into the swing of the game. Yeah, It's just once we're in the game, that's it. You're there for a while, um, which is by no means a bad thing. Uh, <laughs> it's it's an enjoyable game. And we've played other dungeon crawlers, which have taken longer to set up. But the actual game itself seems to be a lot shorter, yeah. either because you die early on or um, just because you move through it so quickly. Uh, it seems like a nice cost to benefit ratio of set up to gameplay. It's a frustration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's a fair assessment. There was a very low um, barrier to entry in terms of teaching the rules, wasn't there? We were up and running very quickly. Yeah. But like you say, the decision space is once you're on the tiles and you're yeah. through a scenario, you do find, oh, actually, there's, you know, there's yeah. quite a few sort of things you can do. And, and each character has like three sort of uh, basic level up things, not level up, uh, abilities. Yeah. So it's like a one-shot buff, yeah, isn't it? you've got a one-shot re-roll any one die, which is actually a lot more useful than it might first appear. Everyone has one special ability they can use. Like uh, I had the knight, and he can, once per spark, he can sort of tank by yes. getting an extra defense dice. And everybody has an Estus flask. Yeah. So you can clear your whole endurance bar of all <laughs> stamina and health damage which feels great yeah but again you never want to use it you want to save it for the boss you always but leave then, it too late though you always <laughs> leave it too late and you always think oh well we i mean we we nearly did a couple of dirty retcons didn't we that we sort of forbid yeah we have to um, really like slap ourselves <laughs> because it, you, it does come so close you know like, oh it's so stupid if i'd have just known you know if i was going to take two damage <laughs> instead of one or, yeah. or you know two damage instead of three or whatever i would have been safe so, but I like that. That's exactly yeah. like the game. In the game, you're like, oh, I need these resources. I'll just stay on low health for a little bit longer in yeah. the video game. Um, and of course, you know, you, it's all about pushing your luck and how long can you do that for? So I think it emulates that really well. Yeah. If you haven't played the video game, I, mean, well, I don't know, you, I, you're not a fan of the video game. No. Not play, sorry, you've not, not played the I've not game. played the video game, um, but I'm aware of it. Yeah. And like, I need quite a lot from it. The, the um, difficulty, the get good like thing yeah exactly says, you just have to get good at it you yeah can't, there's no shortcut sort of thing that's it and it's all about trying and dying and then yeah. going back again it's like so um like familiar with grinding <laughs> <laughs> and games we're back to boulders gate days yeah um i think and i think that could maybe be a negative for people who aren't expecting that you know who are expecting just to romp through a dungeon clear it out yeah. hit the boss and grab the treasure um if they're not expecting to die a lot and you know slowly grind up and level up yeah then i could see how it would get a bit of it's, criticism it's, it's yeah it's a school it's a school of gaming where um like it's le learning by rote repetition isn't it 
and yeah. you go in, you, ch- you go to a new level, you fight a few monsters, you get murdered, and then you're going back and you slowly learn how each one attacks you, how to defend, and then move, like, you progress. Um, so it's like, if you made a board game about like the Hitman video game, it'd be exactly the same. You'd be going through, getting shot by soldiers, and by the 16th, 16th or 70th time <laughs> going through it, you'd be able to murder a few people flawlessly and move yeah. on. Um, it's just it's just the way that it's designed. But if you had absolutely no idea what Dark Souls was and just came to it as a game, possibly it could be a big turnoff. Mm. But I think anyone that might have any idea of the property would be expecting that anyway. Um, I don't know how long it would take before you are so aware of the game. So you know what most of the monsters are going to do. You know what all the treasure is in the deck and you're just waiting for those few bits of equipment that your character really needs so you can throw it down. But there's so many big monster uh, (laughs) minis that we've not even got around to. I was just about to mention that. It feels almost like top heavy in terms of bosses. There's like, what is there? There are six massive bosses that come in the game. Seven. Um, And then... So seven huge bosses that all have their own AI deck, all presumably play quite differently yeah. and sort of emulate the, you know, the abilities of the monsters in in the video game. But then only like six sort of uh, mob types, yeah. and those are the ones you're going to be facing all the time. So I can definitely see where you'd need, yeah. like, if Dave were here, he'd say you need expansion. <laughs> oh, yeah, expansion. yeah, of course. Um, so you. So that, I think, variety in that setup would help. I don't know how quickly we'd sort of get bored of seeing the same old mobs. Um, and especially because you've got to go through a lot of them before you can get to yeah. a boss. So uh, I do, you know, at this point, I'm, I'm quite G'd up by it. I want to give it another go yeah. and keep playing it. Um, but also I want to experience a few of the different bosses. But we've not even beaten the Winged Knight yet. <laughs> I don't know if maybe we started with a more difficult one or if he's one of the easy ones and we just suck. Yeah. But um like two was it two or three encounters with him taught us some serious lessons about humility (laughs) well every time we fought him it was exactly 11 hp and then one of us died and which just tells me that our strategy was probably wrong yeah and Uh, as soon as they start overheating like and there's big power cards come into the boss decks you're in trouble you have to step up the attacks don't you that's it and then we're probably under equipped as well um so the first game that we played we all had sort of middling level weapons yeah. or armor. Um, so we could all do a little bit of damage, but we probably weren't doing damage to him quick enough to knock him out before he really did it back to us. Then the second time we played, it was only really you that had the big um, heavy attack. And then me and Jackie had more support stuff. So Jackie was hitting him with a um, soul storm spell. But this that was the second time around once we burnt a spark. Yeah. And I was poisoning him. But once he was poisoned, that was my role poisoned. sort of done. So I had to kind of exhaust myself in order to knock him down, which yeah. was what probably what made us tap out the first time. So, But you do realise how important cards like poison stuff are. Oh, like, yeah. You know, those little buffs at first, I was sort of like, oh, we can skip over these. But actually hitting like someone with a bleed or a poison or yeah. that kind of thing, um, especially on the mobs, is yeah. awesome. You know, well, it's, it's like they, they act and then they die. Well, yeah, one point <laughs> of damage for armor. activation. Yeah. yeah, and it really it really helps us to grind down the Wing Knight. Yeah. Um, but so, you're right. You, I think at least two of you need a big, clobbering yeah. <laughs> brick bat, in my case, the Claymore. <laughs> yeah. And even then, I was I was scared to use its full potential because it, it used... You could either use like a small attack, which for the Claymore was amazing, yeah. or a mega attack, which was even more amazing and give you like bigger dice. It's got, there's like three tiers of dice you can roll for attacks. 
the black dice are regular yeah. and they've got misses on. Blue dices are good. They've got no misses. And then there's orange dice, which looks really tasty yeah. and have like up to four damage on a side. But because it costs so much stamina to use, I was always like, no, I'm going to manage out my stamina because I don't want to like burn through it all and get mullered. Yeah. And of course we got mullered anyway. So. Yeah. And that's the thing because in order to reset the game, only one character has to die. Yeah. And it's 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 always the person that you're not watching. Or just not seeing, you know, the boss's chat tactics suddenly oh, change yeah. and he turns around and charges in the opposite direction. All of a sudden the spellcaster in the corner with no health That's is like, it. Oh my god, I'm the target. <laughs> and they just yeah, yeah. murdered. Which is exactly how the last fight finished. Yeah. Um Lecky was the assassin, so he was rolling about out of the way. I was the knight tanking the hits. Uh, and Jackie was the warrior, but she unfortunately hadn't got as much level up stuff she was hitting him with soul stream spells and stuff but staying further back and actually what what caused this chaos was me and lecky were in the thick of a melee and all of a sudden the wing knight just turned around charged in the opposite direction and murdered <laughs> jackie yeah. and like brought the the whole thing to a halt um and and we all still had our buffs ready our estus yeah. flasks and yeah re-rolls and all that kind of stuff but it was just it was too little too late at that point. And I was like, oh, no, we're, we're going to be safe because we've got him into the overheat and we've yeah. got all this stuff. But you, then you don't see like these mega attacks come and, or it'll activate twice. That's, and that's it. A yeah. Kill. Oh, yeah. that one was incredible. Um, it used up a lot of my stamina. Just There's probably all spoilers for anybody who's not fought him yet. But... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, really, it just shows you, though, that the meat of the game is the boss battles. Like we've played against one mini boss twice so what does that remind you know that a bit like kingdom death (laughs) and kingdom death is amazing when in kingdom death you're setting up your civilization and you're deciding which stats to put where and which tools to craft all that time is being spent grinding in extra rooms in um dark souls and then you get to the big bad monster and that's when all the special tactics come out that's when the interesting cards come out and that's when we really got excited about the tactics, wasn't it? I mean, when we were in the um, lower level encounters, it was all about trying to identify which monsters were the most dangerous and move to them quickly and try and neutralize them. Yeah. But it was it was basically just spreading yourself across the room, trying not to crowd a node, and then you're generally okay. But then with the monsters, we just kind of went absolutely crazy and we're like rolling <laughs> and jumping all about the place yeah. and um, shouting at each other. But it was it was really good fun. Uh, it's Again, it's a frustrating game, but I think you have to be aware that because of the sort of game that it is, it is you know it's a it's a grinder. It's like going and playing Diablo three and um, <laughs> being worried that there was too much hack and slash and not liking it because of that. <laughs> I don't think there's any game that I play with miniatures where we get to kill monsters that I don't enjoy on some <laughs> fundamental like twelve year old hero quest player level. Um, so even like when we were going back to sort of grind back through to get to the boss again. And having to go through the easy guys, I was still taking getting a kick out of, oh yeah, I can kill two crossbow guys, you know, yeah. like without having to, you know, break a sweat sort of thing. One of the things when Kingdom Death came out that sort of threw me was there were, there were only boss battles. And I remember thinking, oh no, where are the mobs? You know, dungeon crawl yeah. is about going through a dungeon, taking out loads of baddies and then getting to the big boss sort of thing. If it's, you know, a miniatures dungeon crawler. And then played it and realized how elegant it was as a design that it got rid of all that uh, chuff where you spent a couple of hours going through all these rooms to get to the big meaty big boss fun battle and I think it's glorious Kingdom Death that it still does that 
And I do think this game has amazing boss, boss battles and uh, probably probably not in line with Kingdom Death just because that's in a whole different league. Mm. But I don't know if this suffers by comparison by having to go through all those mobs first. I, mean, I quite enjoy it. It's in, like in a video game, I'll, I'll replay a level quite a few times if I'm comfortable with it um, to try and you know grab those extra souls and keep the level ups coming. But again, I could see why that might put certain people off who are more used to making progress more quickly. Yeah, it's probably all about more mobs, isn't it, really? Like those low-level monsters. But there's a couple of monsters there that we that we can see that we didn't play with. So there's a bit more variety. I don't think it really impacted how much we enjoyed the game. And as well, this this is a sort of game where you turn up to your mate's house with the box and you'll play a session or two on a Saturday or Sunday and then it'll go back in the game's cupboard until it goes around to another friend's house or another friend comes round. It's not necessarily the level of game where it's going to be out on the kitchen table for six months yeah. whilst you're campaigning through it. It's not a Gloomhaven. It's certainly not Kingdom Death. Um, but for that lighter, we want to enjoy a dungeon crawl experience, but we don't want to have to set up a character. We don't have to run a campaign. Yeah. Then I'd struggle to find other games that would do a better job or that would be as much fun really for the payoff of how little setup is involved. The rules themselves, I didn't have to read the rule book because you did a real good job of explaining us through it, turn by turn, what was going on. There's very little instructions on the cards to say this is what happens. It's all based on icons and um, like direction arrows. So setting up, I set up one or two of the rooms just based on what the monsters look like and found them in is straight away. Um, when it came to actually running those monsters, I just looked at the card and went, what? What's <laughs> <laughs> going on here? So how... How was the rule book? Was it pretty straightforward? Was it I thought it was the on the first read through, and then when I sat down to play it, there was a couple of things where I was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know what that means," and it's not hundred percent clear where other stuff is in the rule book. But I think it's pretty comprehensive. It's all in there. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of bits that we sort of missed, but, but but like rediscovered, and a lot of it's quite intuitive. You know, like poison damage and stuff sort of works yeah. like it would in a lot of other games. So yeah, no, I was I was pretty happy with the rules because it, it's a big rule book. It's like thirty odd page rule book. So I didn't really know how detailed it was going to be, but I found it quite easy to process them. Yeah. Um, I normally struggle with sitting down and reading a rule book from scratch and normally try to get a video handy or some other play aids or try yeah. to compare it to other games and stuff. But it's a dungeon crawl and at the end of the day we've played tons of them. So I think on some level you almost know half the rules before you begin. <laughs> yeah, good point. And I do think the rules are quite elegant. It, like I say, it is just move and attack like in most other dungeon crawlers. But the way that they've implemented it and the health bar and the leveling up yeah. and the embers, finding an ember and using the Estus flasks and stuff. The flavor of the video game really comes through. The miniatures are fantastic. You don't have to assemble them, which mm. is a huge plus point for me because we've got another game sitting on the shelf that needs like a billion pieces putting together. Yeah. Um, the tile art's really good. It's all dark and, and grim, but again, reflects the world. There's not a massive amount of art in the game. You've got art on the character cards, which is great. And the box covers the, the classic yeah. sort of Dark Souls image. Um, the cards are very small, the sort of zombie side size. Yeah. So you've literally just got an image of the gear on it. And like like he says, the um icons for the encounters and stuff. Yeah. You know, the miniatures and the, the tiles go a long way towards sort of delivering yeah. that. And the, all the artwork isn't just like screenshots of game stills. I think they've put some real effort into the actual production quality of the game. Like, I think you can tell it's made with love. Made know, with love. By Cr fans. Yeah. 
creating extra artwork so it all looks it's it's very it's all very board gamey but it doesn't look like they've just taken stuff and put it into photoshop and put it on a new background yeah i'd definitely definitely like to play a bit more of this cool yeah me too i'd, I'd give it another go i'd like to see how the campaign mode goes and if it adds anything new or if it just sort of draws out the existing experience i know massive darkness the campaign mode felt very sort of tagged on and i don't know how deep that is in this as well but yeah no this will be fun and, and probably it might stay out for another week or two whilst I rattle through some more scenarios and try and test out some other bosses and stuff. See if we can actually beat a boss for once. Um, <laughs> not get too hasty. But yeah, no no sort of buyer's remorse with this. Uh, I've really enjoyed the playthroughs that we've had. And I, I like the solo mode as well. I played it with one hero where yeah. you start off with a load more souls to begin with. And it gives you that sort of leg up because you are up against it straight yeah. away. But no, it's good and happy with it. Well, there you go, Dark Souls board games. Uh, it's pretty sweet. And remember, Friday, March the 29th, to go and check out Lifeform on Kickstarter. Come and join us in space for <laughs> sci-fi horror. It's going to be ace. We can't have to wait. We'll see you there, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.